what do you think are the triggers with your well, mom? My dad, well, my, with my mom, it's just, it's just, just not having it. Your mom is your, 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 your face, right, Ann? Your mom is the person, your mom is just that person that always makes you feel like everything's gonna be all right. You got that right, Tina. You know, dad was a provider and mom was a fixer, you know? So that, I think that's the difference, you know? You don't go to dad with your problems. <laughs> you go to dad you go to dad if you need a little extra money here and there. <laughs> you know, but your mom you go to with your problem. Your mom even if you don't you didn't even have to say anything to your mom. All you had to do was show up there. She knew you was there for something. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And she just made you feel better. Yeah, Tina, you know how it was because yeah, because Tina, you know, it's like, like my mom was everything. She did, she did everything for us. You yeah. know, it was just, it was just always my mom. Yeah, and um, your, your mom, your, and, and, and your mom was like my mom. It made you feel good as a kid when your mother was loved by other people. Mm -hmm. Just loved by other people as she was by you, you know? It just made you feel proud. Sometimes it made you jealous, but it just made you proud that your mother was that that loving of a person that other people loved her just as much as you did. Yeah, because you know? I had got a phone call, I want to say maybe like two weeks ago, it was, it was in the morning, it actually woke me up because it was before my alarm clock. And um, the guy on the phone, he was like, how you doing? I'm like, I was asleep, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, he's like, you know who he's talking to? I'm like, no. Like long story short, it was, a, um, it was the old friend that, you know, the family, and he said he woke up thinking about my mom. Wow. He had, you know, he, he said, I had to just reach out. He said, you know, and he was saying the last time he was in Stanford, he actually stopped by. He said he glad he stopped by to see her. Yeah. You know, and he was like, you know, he said, your mom touched so many lives. You know, and he just sat there and he shared some memories with me about my mom. And it's like, you know what? He said the same thing so many people say. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's a good feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's something definitely all three of you can feel very honored to have the parents that you have. Um, that, that's how I feel with my mom, you know, uh, when she passes away, it's no, gonna no, be no, such no, a good no, feeling no, no, to, um, no, no, no. to be so honored that everyone loved my mom. Yeah. Everyone, you know, really loves my mom, and she sees, yeah. they see the same thing I see in my mom. Mm -hmm. Which, mm -hmm. which is just absolutely amazing. Um, Tina, um, when yeah. your mother first passed away, even your father, um, did you visit the cemetery often? I did, but my, my father, that little crazy woman that he called the wife, put my father so far away. You know, he's up in Westport. You know, oh, wow. And, you know, I can't see him as often as I can. Because first of all, I, I can't, I always lose my way up there. I don't even know how to get up there. And, um, but my mom is more close, so. And I did in the beginning, and it was like all the time, like you, Ann, it was like <laughs> all the time. But then there was a point in my life where I said, you know, I'm coming out here. Uh, was it to, was it for me to feel closer to you? Because then I realized, no, I feel just as close to you <laughs> when I'm in my bedroom talking to you, as, or in my car talking to you. So I have to like, I have to like, 
I had to like stop doing that because it it made me sad to go out. I'm I was more sad going there than I was just talking to her here, like thinking about her and not being there. So going out to the cemetery was making me sad. And I started to realize it was making me sad. So I I would just stop going. And it made it, it made me it didn't make me feel better about mourning her, but it just it just didn't hurt as much. And so and and so you stopped. So I stopped. I just stopped. I just I didn't even go out there this Mother's Day. Uh huh. Because I just I had to I had to stop myself from doing that because it just was making me too upset. I guess going to the fun um the the cemetery could um, remind you of the funeral and um, make you feel how final that was when you um, put her to rest. Right. But what does it what does it do for you, Aunt? And guys, does it make you feel closer, or what does it do for you? You know, um, with me, it's like it really depends on. I don't know if it sounds crazy or not, but it really depends on my mood. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, like I was telling um, Kim, I was like, sometimes I go there and I can be laughing and be like in the best mood. Cause like when I had just went there, you know, it's like, I just felt so good. Like I was like overwhelmed with so much joy and everything. And then sometimes I can go there and I just feel like the world is on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, and go, so but, it's, but it's when, mixed. when you feel like that, when you go out there, does it make you feel better? Sometimes, sometimes it does. And sometimes I feel the same. I, n- I never feel worse. It's either the same or sometimes I feel better. Yeah, either or. Because I know for me, like when I would visit my visit my mom, because my mom and dad are close together, okay. um, I would just be just so happy to see them, you know, just like, hey, mom, hey, dad. And then we, and then I just go into a conversation and just start talking because I know that they're, they're in a spiritual sense and I know that they're, they're listening to me, you know, so... And that's the connection that I have. But that's what I, that's my question. That's the, do you, when, when you say they're listening to Uh you, you don't feel that they hear you the same if you're feeling that bad at home, you have to go there to feel the closeness. I, th- I think it, I think it could be a little bit of both because I know sometimes when I need I need that closeness for, you know from my mom you know I'll just go to the grave and you know I'll start talking or she can just be talking to me um, like if I'm going through something um, I, I tell you my mom like whispers like different things to me and says it's gonna be okay you know I don't want you to cry I want you to be okay I want you to live your life I want you to to do good and and those are the motivators that motivate me to just keep going and keep pushing and keep doing so it, it, it's it's a little I can, bit of I can totally relate to that know. Diane I can yeah, yeah. I so I, when you so and when you said when you're feeling like the world is on your shoulder and you need to talk to her you you think uh-huh. you have to go out there to talk to her? You can't talk to her to, to, to make it better? Uh, no, sometimes, sometimes I can be, sometimes I'll be right here, I'll be in my room, mm-hmm. or sometimes mm-hmm. it's like if I need to get out the house, then I go there. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't always go there whenever I need to talk. Sometimes I can just sit right, in, I'll, I'll go like right into my room, and I'll just have a little quiet time, and i just have my one-on-one. Okay. You know, because it's like, you know, my relationship with my father is not really the best. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, everybody was like, don't you miss your dad? I'm like, no, I talk to him just as much now as, as, as if he was living here, you know, because he's down south now. So, like, when he was living up here, I'll talk to him maybe once or twice a month, and it's still the same now. You know, so it's like, I, that's why I was always, I was always mom. It was always mom, you know. Always Okay. And I just remember, I just remember like, you know, just doing, you know, like making my mom breakfast on Saturday morning, brushing her hair, because my mom just had the very fine, flowy hair. And I, and I just, just remember just so many good things. And, you know, I remember like uh, Christmas time, we didn't have to want for anything. And she would be the one to put um, extra money in the glove. So when like, so say if she got you like a scarf set or something and you go to put the glove on. And you feel money in there, <laughs> and they in both of the gloves. You know that takes that, that takes a special person to do to do that kind of stuff. You know yeah. to go to extra to go to extra mile. And it's something because my mom one Christmas she gave me um, these beautiful earrings, and it was like a triangular shape with different designs. And I had lost it, and I was so uh, upset. And I still have that one. The one that I have, I still have it to this day, and I I refuse yeah. to get rid of it because it's something that my mom gave me, and even though I lost the one, I still have that. Still got that one, yeah. Kim, stuff as well. Kim, yes, Tina. Right. What do you think that cemetery stuff is about? Um, I think everyone is unique to everyone. Um, as I said to the ladies, just before you got on, I go to the cemetery to find peace. If I'm having a rough, stressful day, you know, with the family I have there and friends that all passed away, it is just such a calming effect that the cemetery has on me. So going to the cemetery, like to grandparents and stuff like that, you're decorating the um, tombstone and everything like that. My dad is buried down south in South Carolina. So of course I don't get to him. And my mom is still living. So I don't quite know what, where, what side of the fence I will be on as far as do you go to the cemetery? I think it's not good for anyone to continue to go to the cemetery if they're trying, if they're reaching. Um, unfortunately, um, my sister was not able to join us this evening, but she she is constantly going to the cemetery and people are saying to her, you gotta let him, you know, um, you, you need to let him sleep. Let him rest. In peace. In, In peace. peace. But I, I'm still on the, the fence because I don't know, is that right? Is it, would it be helpful if she didn't all the time? Because we all know they're just spirits. That, that body in the ground is just a frame. It is the- But you know, I, I feel like, I, but I feel like, like I did. I, I just feel like that. I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's, it wasn't good for me. And I, and I feel like eventually, whoever goes all the time will realize after a while it's not really good for them either it's just it's just it's just unless like you said you're going out there to get peace of mind and to sometimes sometimes just like you said you um 
when your mother was here, you just wanted to go talk to her by yourself. You know, you didn't want all the distraction and everything else around you. You just wanted it just to be you and her. So sometimes that's why people go out there. It's just so it's just me and you and nobody and nothing else, you know? So I, I just I just feel like I I can I can um I can I can be with her without being there. Because being there is not wasn't good for me. It just wasn't. Yeah. But you know, I didn't I, I, I felt sad going, and I didn't like the sad feeling I felt going but, all the but time. But to this day, Tina, you still can break out in tears. I think that has yeah. a lot to do with it. You're not, you're, you're and still why? grieving. Why? I don't know, Tina. That's why. And, and people, out. and people, people still grieve. I think people still grieve. I don't know if you got you to agree. I think people grieve that. I was always thinking people grieve that long because they didn't treat their mama right. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's not you. That doesn't apply. But it's to not me. It's not me at all. So it just defeats my whole reasoning for why I'm 15 years later, 16 years later, still grieving. Like, come on. <laughs> like, mine has, yeah, mine has been like 15, probably 15, 16. Well, mine is 18. I'm, 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 I was 26 when my mom, when my mom passed and 28 when my dad passed. So now I'm in my 50s now. So it, it's been a long time since they've been gone. And uh, I still, I, I just, they're just embedded in me and it makes me who Do I am. Do you agree the and, same for both? Um, well, my dad, I mean, I was close to my dad, but I was very close to my mom. I mean, very, 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 very close. So when dad died, you know, I, I cried and I grieved and, you know, I, but mom, it was a little bit more tougher to, 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 to let go. I mean, I love my dad just do you, the same. Do you still but, find yourself grieving the, the same or still different for the both of them? 20 something years later? Yeah, I think it was because, I mean, for the both of them, I cried all, when, after their funeral, I cried all day, I cried all night, I cried into the next day, into the next day. And then, you know, with my dad, I kind of like, try to get it together. But with mom, it just, it just took a little bit more because it was, it, it just hit me. It just hit me like a ton of, um, ton that's of what I was, that's what I just said. You know, it's just so strange how, like and, and Kim, you're the grief counselor. It's just so strange how, you, <laughs> no, seriously, make us understand why, why, why you don't grieve the same, the same mm -hmm. way. If you have that same relationship with the both of them, why aren't we grieving the same way? Why? Well, the thing is, you think that you're not, but grief is grief and grief is unique. From person uh -huh. to person, everyone's grief is gonna be the same. So uh -huh. I can't say you should stop that, Angie. You shouldn't like the people were, would do to you, uh -huh. to tell you not to grieve. And just like understanding, why do I grieve from one parent and differently for the other? It's not me to tell you why. Only uh -huh. you have the answer. What, what I, we what don't have the answer need? though. Listen to this. What is your need? What is your need when when you were going out to the cemetery or when you get teary eyed? What are you needing at that moment? I need a hug. My mama. Yeah, for her yeah. to tell 
me. Yeah, I need that it's hug. Okay. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you, I told you the story before, and, and Angie, and and that you need to pay attention because it's there. It's there. I didn't even realize it either when it was there at, for me. But my little nephew, the oldest one, Xavier, he, I used to live across the hall from him when my mother died, and every time I, I didn't notice it until like maybe five years later every time i he used to always like be playing in my house like doing his only he's still he's still because he's a little add whatever he's a little crazy <laughs> so he he's in his own little world he's still till he's like 10 he's still in his own little world but he, at, at four and five he used to be in his sitting in my house in his own little world doing his own little thing and he would just all of a sudden get up walk over to me, kiss me on my cheek, and go sit back down and get back into whatever he was getting back into. And I used to always wonder, I used to always think it was like cute. I said, oh, he loved me so much. But I never did anything wrong. I realized that every time he did that, I was feeling sad for my mother. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I connected it that it was my mom, through him, saying to me, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying little things that go on in your life and die. Pay attention because that's your mom speaking to you through something or somebody else. Uh, it's the truth. All the time. It's the truth. Okay. It is it's the truth. Your little grandkids or your little something. Mm -hmm. and when something out of nowhere happens, that's her. Mm -hmm. That's her. And it's, it's not your dad, it's her. It's yeah. always mom. You know that. that. You know the difference, it is. right? It's, yeah, you know the difference. You know the difference. It's your mom. Yeah, mama got that different mom. type of love. Yeah, it's yeah. Just nurturing. Very nurturing. And yeah. they say those things about like when you see a robin, somebody is visiting you from heaven. So I, every time I see a red robin, I always say, Mommy's visiting me. She's coming to say hi, you know, or daddy's coming to say hi. Yeah. One of the two. But you know, um, you know, like I said, they're they're always around. They'll always be in my mind and my memory, and it's just something you know, it's you never get over. You never, never. get over. Never. How old you are. And that's why I say I say to people, I I would never say to somebody that lost their mother, oh, it'll get it'll get better. No, because no. it won't. <laughs> it won't because it won't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They'll just be that's they'll like just be days mom. that you can cope better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tina, you, you don't see the difference from um, the rawness you felt when she, you first passed away to now, when she first passed away to now? Say again? Do you not see a difference from the rawness that you felt in the beginning no. to 18? When I feel, no, when I feel, and I don't know if you guys can uh, uh, um, feel the same way, when I feel sad for my mother, that sadness is the same sadness I felt when she died. It's not any uh, weaker or any less. It's just, it's just, it's just as sad. It's just the, the same sadness as the day she, as, as if she died yesterday. Yep, yep. And I and still that's, remember. And that's, the, and that's the part that that I that's why I kept going to your groups because that's a part that I don't understand. That and I told you, Kim, before. I used to question. I used to say to you, and I used to say, 
when when do you stop mourning? When yeah. do you stop? When does it stop? Or does it ever stop? And I, I just don't know because I just don't I don't understand why I I I, I grieve the same the, just the same the same grief I did at, at, as 18 years ago. To me, it shouldn't be no. as deep. No, I I have to say, and girls, you chime in. I I wouldn't imagine that it is. Um, the only I lost my grandma. She was 97 years old. I watched my mother. They lost my grandfather and all my uncles, and it was just my mom and my grandma. And then my mom lost her mother. She's the only one left. There's no one else living in her family. And my mother, my mother you know, copes very well. She copes very well. And there's no sadness or anything like that. She likes in, enjoying her grandkids and her kids. And we have great memories of grandma. So Tina, I always want you to come to group because I like to hear you express yourself. Yeah. I mm -hmm. like to hear other people hear your story. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what to call it guilt, but I don't. It was, it was a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting in the living room and just broke, broke completely down, and it was for my father. And I felt happy that I finally, I finally was like missing him that much, uh -huh. as much as I was missing my mom. And, and it was definitely for my father. It was definitely for him. And. And I said, why don't I feel like this all the time, like I do for my mother? Why don't I feel like that? And I feel so bad that, that you know, I, I love the hell out of my dad. I was, I'm so blessed to have had two parents that were the best parents any black child can ask for. Mm -hmm. Same here. You know, you know it, it's because, you know, we don't always get a good dad mm -mm. or a good mom, but mm -hmm. mostly a good dad that don't have, like, babies other places mm -hmm. and, and cheated on your mother and didn't come see you, didn't come around see you, didn't even claim you. Mm -hmm. That wasn't my father. Mm -hmm. You know, my father, he always, I tell you, I always remember the one thing my father used to tell us, you don't ever have to worry about somebody telling you that they belong to me. Every he said, all my eggs are in one basket. <laughs> he said, yeah. always say, he used to always say that. He said, I can promise you that. And he never ever, he never failed us as a father or as a husband to my mother. He was such a good man to my mother. You know, even though they weren't apart, they weren't together. He left my mother when my teeth was two. He never he didn't divorce my mother till Till Keith turned 18 years old, and he, my mother never had to chase him for alimony. Never had to like tell him, "Come get your kids." You know, he always came and got us. He always, and we didn't go nowhere spectacular, but we were in his company, and that's, and that's all beautiful. That's, all that that's beautiful. Is it, is that's that all beautiful. That's beautiful story, Ange. 
I can hear that, that is story because over and over again. Yeah, because you know what? As a you know, as a woman, we just you know, because just my sister and I, and it's like you know, as a girl, I don't know if other girls feel this way, but it's like you long for your daddy's, you know, for your father's love. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. his attention, his affection. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you, like, for me, I didn't, I don't, I don't get that. So, to hear Tina say that, that's just so mm-hmm. beautiful. It is. You know, he's the like, first man, he's the first man in your life you'll ever learn to love. And yeah. he's gonna, he's gonna show you what to, to expect from some other man. He's mm-hmm. the one that's supposed to show you, you know? Yeah, see, and I didn't and, get none of that. Yeah, and it's and, and when you don't get it, and like I said, I I think I was you know I took advantage of it. I just assumed everybody's daddy was like my daddy, you know. But when you grow older and you realize, no, nah, not everybody's like that dude. Yeah. No, <laughs> everybody's not, at all. not like That's that one dude. One in a million, right? And here. my dad was always no more than a walk away from us. We could always walk to go to my father's house. We never had to get in a car to drive. We could always walk to my dad. Mm-hmm. Always. And one thing I can say is, like, I know, like, when when mommy passed, I got I got to give my father credit. He stepped up. Mm-hmm. That's good. We saw him every day. That's great. every That's day good. he was there. That's and wonderful. that that was something I guess we really needed at that time. Yeah. You know, because before then, we hardly ever see my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hardly ever speak to him. But like when my mom passed, he stepped up and he was there every day supporting us, making sure we were okay. Uh, yeah. And that's funny because sometimes that happens just like that and God gives you what you need at that time. At that time. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Like now you're mm-hmm. back to, you know, talking to him once or twice a month. Um, you know, it is what it is, but when you needed him the most, he was there. He was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's yeah, you know, I, I, I reach, I still reach out to him, and I was actually, I just told my sister this story, you know, because I'll call him, and I can tell if he's in the room with his wife or if he's by himself. Because if he's by himself, we could have a nice conversation. If he's in the room with her, it's a rush off the phone. So that's why I told my sister, I said I don't like calling him because if he's in the room with, with Monica, he'll rush me off the phone. Because mm. nine times out of ten, when he calls me, is either he's out of the house or he's in another room. Yeah. And, you know, being his daughter, it shouldn't be that way. No, it should not right. be that way, Ange. You're absolutely It should right. not be that way. You know, I'm like, you know, my mother and father, they broke up when I was young. It's like you went across town to raise another woman's kids and you left your kids alone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like till this day, you know, and it's like when, when he retired and was getting ready, you know, when he retired, he stayed up here, I think, maybe a couple of years to after he retired. And um, my sister and I, you know, we was like, oh, let's give him a graduation um, cookout, you know, invite his family, some of his co-workers, because he, gra- you know, I mean, a retirement, not graduation, retirement, uh-huh. you know. And um, when we was there at the retirement cookout, my stepbrother wife was there, and she's like, you know they're moving down south, and we're going to take your daddy away from you. Uh-huh. And, you know, my... His wife started laughing, and I walked out the room because, you know what, my mother always tell me, if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say mm-hmm. nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So I left. Mm-hmm. I removed myself from the situation, mm-hmm. and I'm like, she, you know, that's just something she's been planning to do all along because she always said when they retire, she's moving down south with her kids. Mm-hmm. So now that they both are retired, where are they? Down south with her kids. Yeah, so it continues. It, it continues. continues. 
and uh -huh. the resentment is there, strong. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the thing Chad is, is you, you're used to not talking about things. You're used to mm -hmm. avoiding them. Just like yep. at the beginning of group just now, Aunt, I said, do you want to talk about it? And you're like, I never talked about the death of my mother. Oh, I don't. And that's how you cope. That's how your family copes. That's what you've been taught. Mm -hmm. But it's but it's good. Like, I don't know about you, Diet, but it's good to talk. I didn't realize yes. until I went to Tim's groups earlier mm -hmm. that it, it, it's, it's good to talk to somebody other than your kids and your sister mm -hmm. and your brother. It's good to talk to other people and realize that they're going through the same kind of grief you're yeah. going through. Yeah. Because your sister's going through the same grief you're going through. Mm -hmm. But to hear somebody else's grief is 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 it's it's helpful. Yes, because when I when I when I came on last weekend, I started talking because I don't really talk to a whole lot of people about it. Just a couple of people know about, you know, um, you know, you know how I dealt with so many things and depression and all those things but when I came on last week I tell you what by the time I got off of here I felt really I felt really energized I felt like you know I, I just felt so empowered that I can just go and just continue you know continue my life and you know I still have I can still grieve in my way but I can still be empowered by by doing it yeah right you know what I mean uh -huh. right yes Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's good to know that, you know, it's like, you're not the only one feeling the yeah. way you feel. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because I, I, at one time I thought, maybe I'm the only one who feels this way. Maybe I'm the only one who's going through, you know, going through this. And, you know, you know, why am I grieving so heavy? Why am I crying so heavy? Why am I so right. Why am I crying 10 years later, 15 years later? Yeah. Why am I crying 10 years later? I mean, is something, and I would say, is something wrong with me? Right. But then when I really think about it, I'm like, no, nothing is wrong with me. That's just the way I, I'm grieving at mm -hmm. the present time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's mm -hmm. something else. Um, it mm -hmm. makes me feel good because this is mm -hmm. my whole mission is mm -hmm. to don't grieve alone it's just so important to bring people together so just like here this is uh, we're church members and we know each other from the same town but our grief support ministry at faith is open to anyone to join um it's, it's just so important because the more people that you get involved the more stories you're gonna hear like tina we're gonna find mm -hmm. someone that's grieving every day for a long time, longer than what you've been grieving. We're going to find someone, Tina, and we're going to get some answers. We're going to get some examples to, to compare to what you're going through. Because right now, we don't know. All I, The only answer I have for you is that our grieving is unique. And that is very, very different than a lot of people. You know, and uh -huh. I, I think a big part of stopping going to the cemetery has helped you along. You had uh -huh. to do what was best for you. Uh -huh. You know? Yes. And congratulations on feeling you, you, you do well because you're not a broken person. Tina and I are no. very close. And uh -huh. you're not a broken person. I don't sense that anything's missing from you when I'm with you. You have a lot to give others, and you're able, like your father, to provide. Like your mother, you're able to love. You're not broken in in those those places, which is is great. 
It's great. You're healthy. You're a healthy griever, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> you, you all three are very healthy. Yeah. I never, I never, I never was to the point. I don't know if the other, you other two were. I never, ever was to the point where I grieved like angry. No, not angry. Like um, in a closed room and feeling depressed and stuff like that. I never grieved like that. Okay. Never grieved like a lonely grief. You know what I mean? It was just, I just, it was just, I don't know. It's just strange. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard. It's hard to put into words. And yeah. it's something that we can continue to talk about because it is quite the topic. And every day someone's grieving. Every every day someone starts their grieving journey. And it's just that, a journey. And it's so important to share it with one another. And it's not even it's not even death. It's like a a relationship with a friend or yeah. a job, like you said, or something. A pet. Everybody, every day is, is grieving something. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been wonderful, ladies. I'm so glad we were able to connect. We will meet Thank again. Thank you for inviting me, Cam. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Ange. And I hope you will join us next week, ladies. Yes. At 6 o'clock Wednesday. All right. Okay. All right. Take okay. care, everybody. Thanks. Uh-huh. Yeah, be blessed. Be blessed. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you are interested in sharing your story of grief, email Kimberly at victoryoverloss.com or visit me on my Instagram at victoryoverloss. Be blessed indeed, always.